Hey guys, and welcome to Gino's Golden Tea Podcast. I am the Alpha, Chris Long Gino. Hope everybody is having a good Tuesday. I uh, recorded this podcast last week, and then life kind of happened, and I uh, got busy towards the end of last week. So this also, this podcast involved a little bit of editing due to some spotty internet in Western Illinois, and also... You know, just to trim it down a little bit. It went an hour and a half, so it's kind of long. But I uh, hope everybody gets the good stuff out of this one. Uh, Matt Van Hoosier, Brian Bernhardt, and I recap the Carolina Clash next. Time to recap the Clash. We're about a week out. Always with me, Brian Bernhardt, Matt Van Hoosier. Guys, what's going on? We good? Yeah, we're good. You know how you doing? Awesome. Absolutely. All right. Um, we were just talking a little bit before the podcast because I just wanted to touch on this a little bit. That you know, home edition, they all got letters. Uh, it sounds like Matt said, I mean, this wasn't that much of a surprise. You know, they're not going to get an update, looks like next year, and there's a lot of complication going with that. Just, uh, Matt, affect any thoughts other than you're just going to play 2021 courses for a while? Uh, you know what? The the focus is on the when the 2022 courses are aren't coming out until you know the spring i think if anybody was paying attention to some of the the traffic going around on on the fan pages on golden sea pages and the announcements and stuff like that that kind of new commercial wasn't coming out in that time either and we're always a month and a half or so behind commercials so if you were surprised by this then then open your eyes and read i guess there was good news in this letter though there was good news in this letter we were promised as much as there can be a promise we were promised some winter and spring uh you know, tournaments or, or, or events or whatever you want to call it that, you know, not just events mode, but, you know, they used to have the summer swing where you do some multi-week thing in the summer. Uh, Kevin sort of hit at that in the springtime or in the late summer to say, you know, summer's not over yet. We can still do it. And it didn't happen, but, and we kind of give them crap about it because that's what we do. But Hey, at least, at least they're throwing it out there. Hey, we're, we're thinking about you. We know that you're not going to get your updates real soon. So here's, here's maybe something else we're going to be able to do to keep you, keep you interested in playing the game. So that was good. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to be glass half full with it because yeah, you know, I, there's nothing I, we can do about the the the, the, the dates. You, know, you can't do anything about that. So at least they're trying to offer out the olive branch a little bit there. But 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 the home edition guys. I mean, you guys have been down this road, like you just mentioned, Matt. Like, yeah, I believe it when I see it. I mean, oh yeah, they, they, they can't spell bridge right. You know, I, I mean, <laughs> no, so, they spell check that Bernsey. At past spell check, bride is a word. But, and don't forget about the swag. You know, I know that they're doing everything they can. I, I, I still I still think. There's a lot of ducks that need to get in the row internally, you know, and so if they're going to be doing these winter events and spring events, that's great. Just don't screw it up, IT. I agree. I mean, yeah, I'm not holding my breath on it either, but it, it's better than nothing, right? Right. At least they're thinking about it and tell and willing to tell you that they're thinking about it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, now we're getting into this next year with this whole PGA thing. And I mean, I don't, I don't have a realistic time to when I'm actually going to have to see this in market. I, everybody thinks it's going to be this month. I don't know when we're going to get to that point. We got any conspiracies. I mean, do you think, I think it's going to be maybe next year before we even see one, just to be honest with you. What do you guys think? We've talked about in the pod before too, that, um, that the most of this is supply chain driven. And yeah. while you can do all you want to try to fuss up the parts that you need to do to get the PGA machines built, uh, in the end, IT is not the big fish in the pond when it comes to these things, not even by a long shot. And so they're not, they don't have the inertia to push on this very much, uh, as much as they're going to try. 
it's just not going to happen. And so uh, this isn't a fast problem to get fixed. We've known it because it's been happening with the COVID stuff since last March, right? It's a year and a half more or more out since we started this whole supply chain mess. And uh, I think everybody's learning that that's not a, a, a fast time constant on that on that movement. It's, it's just once things slow down, it's real tough to pick up. And I think the other thing a lot of people aren't talking about is whatever the number is of machines that they initially roll out, is it 50 or 150, 500, whatever that number is, um, when are contests going to close? You know, like people are going to be playing these games. So you've got 400 games out there. Uh, how many games do we have out there right now? And these contests aren't, you know, some of the courses are not closing, you know, more than two or three in a day. And so obviously, well, the, go ahead. Well, I mean, true, but you know, that's not linked directly just the number of PGA units they sell. Because remember, they're going to have the, the GT courses on there and the PGA courses. So in, when you're talking about the PGA courses, I agree with you. Those mm -hmm. ones are going to be slower to close. But for the regular Golden Sea courses, guys that aren't updating machines that first swatch out, they can do software update. And they're on 2022 courses competing in the same contest as those guys. So I, I don't think that's as much of an issue, assuming that the vendors that aren't buying PGA machines are still buying updates. And, and then we're, we're also assuming that the PGA machines and the current Golden Tee Live platform, they're going to sync just fine like IT says they will, right? Yeah. That, that is also an assumption. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, and I, I thought somebody had mentioned to me, like, I mean, I, I'm not even sure that those PGA courses are going to be live or not, you know, I mean. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's, you know, oh, once again, not meant to attract us as far as avid Golden Tee players, but apparently attracting guy that thinks what we do is wonky golf and they want to play the real courses well i guess we have a we have an avenue for that now i want to meet those people i don't know those people yet so um as james as james cargo said in old school mm -hmm. i've had it hoss yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so carolina clash um a lot to dissect with this one uh bernsey and i were there matt van hoosier stayed at home uh just uh, from start to finish, I, I, I thought it was a fantastic tournament, one of the best I'll ever go to. Uh, Bernsey, you were there from Friday night on. Got in there late uh, Friday night. I hung out with Watches and Paige for a little bit. Uh, talk, you know, I work with them, so it's always nice to visit with them. And, and uh, although my time, although I was one of the last ones there, I was also one of the last ones to leave. Um, uh, the point of all that is, is that this was one of the most flawless tournaments I've ever been to. There was, uh, we, we had uh, machine number 10 had issues from the start and it wasn't a problem. It, uh, you know, there's another, I think maybe one other machine, but the, plenty of room. The qualifier was done at what, five o'clock, 5.30 maybe? Uh, I think it was like 5.45, almost six o'clock. But uh, yeah, by that point, I think we counted a total of four threesomes that were actually playing in the entire, uh, in the entire group. Uh, yeah. tw 27 machines, uh, 112 people. Um, and we'll get to this part a little bit, Matt, but 112 people, because you've been around this a little bit. I mean, don't, how many people normally uh, don't come back Sunday? There's a, there's a few, right? There's usually a few, yeah. I'd 
uh, I wouldn't even venture to guess, but it, it's a handful. Zero, zero for this one. Everybody, nice. everybody was back on Sunday. That was nice. me and Steve looked at each other and said that never happens. We have one guy that was nope. late, but uh, you know, all in all, just fantastically ran. Just and I guess we'll just uh, well, we'll we'll get to this party side, but let's talk about as we always talk about who won and who lost this tournament. So we got a few out there, and uh, I think Matt Van Hoosier will – well, he, he can start. Who won this tournament, Matt? Who won the tournament? I got my list here. You know what? I, you know what? I want Brian I want Brian to start first. I do. I, want, okay, I'm giving, I, I think I started first last time. I want Brian to start. This. Okay. Go ahead, Brian. I, I, I got a few here, and I think we're going to agree on all of them. Yeah. You know, um, I'm going to let you guys say a couple of the obvious ones, and I'm going to go on a limb here. And I'm going to say that Paul Luna won this tournament. Okay. He's All human. Right. He, he's human. And I think by him showing that he's not going to win every tournament, he, he almost kind of found a way to allow everybody else to give them a chance. And I think for that reason, I'm going to say, Paul Luna, you're human. You're going to go another streak. Although you didn't win this tournament, I still feel that you did win this tournament. Oh, uh, interesting thing. And he was actually going to be one of my guys who lost this tournament. But uh, the we did a bull cider last time. You could do it again this time, too. The uh, but we'll get uh, he got in trouble a little not early, but I mean, his first match, he had to go uh, 13 holes. Uh, I'm sorry, 13 extra holes with Derek Montgomery in his first match. Uh, Paul was the 32 and Derek was number 31. Um, the one in 32. Uh, yeah. Was it one in thirty-two or no, no, two, two and thirty-one? Yeah, it was two and oh, thirty. Yeah, okay, yep. Yeah, uh, two and thirty-one, and yeah, Bernsey had to go. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Luna had to go uh, thirteen extra holes with uh, Derek before he before Derek messed up. And those extra hole matches, you know, they can take a toll, you know. And uh, yeah, Luna had to go, I think, through one or two of them uh, before he. Uh, before he actually uh, was knocked out, nine twelve for Paul Luna, by far his uh, worst of the year. But that being said, Bernsey said he won the tournament. Is it my turn? He's only Matt? human. Yeah, yeah, he sure, is only sure. human. Sure, go for it. Go for it. Gene. Uh, can I mention Jeff Poole for a second? Um, Absolutely. And, and, and Matt, this is a number we should find. Uh, like, what is the highest purple bracket seed, or the lowest purple bracket seed to play in the finals of a purple bracket, which is stored on that website? It I'm is sure. um, mining there, but 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 Jeff, uh, who was the 90th qualifier in the tournament, uh, a charter member of this whole national golden tea tour, he's been around for a while. Oh, yeah. And Jeff, uh, being I guess it would be in a one through 64, he would be the 58th seed, yeah. And, he was, yeah, six from, yeah. The six from the cut line there, and went on to play in the finals of the purple bracket, um. And win one of those finals matches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's had a thirty spot in points in every tournament he's played in this year. This one spotted him a hundred and I think sixty or one hundred seventy. Eighty-five or something. Yeah, you know, something like that. So yeah, Jeff Poole kind of won this tournament. I like yeah, one hundred eighty-five points for Jeff Poole. I like that pick. I like that one. Yeah, yeah and just, um, I, was, I was able to call that match. You know, against him and, and Evan, and he just looked so relaxed. He was he was yeah. just in this happy place and you can tell that after you know evan lost that first one he kind of found his own or whatever but but jeff was just you know he was playing lights out 
Well, it, and let's not forget, and I think Sol mentioned this in the background on the stream too, last tournament Jeff was at, his final qualifier round, shot two over par on whatever course it was, Pine Creek or whatever, right? I mean, you can't have a more inglorious way to finish a qualifier than that. And I'm sure that it is Sunday play kind of Matt reflected that because you don't let that one go real quick. But how about the Moxie to come back to his next tournament, conquer that, get through the qualifier? Yeah, okay, 90. It's probably not what he was looking for. But then just make that run through purple, which is just, I mean, we've all done it before, guys. We've all been in the purple bracket in those runs before. It just takes for, it's a long day. I mean, even if you're winning on the winner's side and staying, staying out of loser stuff, it's just a long, long day with that 64 bracket. So, yeah, definitely kudos to him. Yeah. And a side note, real quick, Matt, before you give us our your your, your winner, the the last person to shoot plus two in the final course of the qualifier, uh, the most recent, you mean? Yeah, yeah, he was he's on this list. No, no, no. Oh, I've got I've got him on mine. Let's save that one for later. Okay, sounds good. Go ahead, Matt. Uh, yeah. uh, I, there's there's one other obvious one that I'll, I'll go ahead and let. Uh, well, there's a couple obvious ones in here. I'm going to go with an obvious one to start with here. The winner of the tournament was Titans. Oh. Titans. <laughs> Titans won the tournament like a dodge in the front of the pack. This the Titans <laughs> came through and it proved it could be done, right? There was four player, four players made the cut with Titans this time. Uh, Kavanaugh, Spawn, Seller, uh, MJ, which we talked about in the pre-pod there, and Clint Grover, who nobody even knew was going to be in the building until he shows up practically. And Burnsy made it. Oh, I'm sorry, Burnsy made it. Five out of 32. Good <laughs> Lord. You know, Burnsy, you went on two, so I kind of forgot everything about what you did. We'll come to that later on, Matt. <laughs> But hey, five, five out of 32, right? I bet that's probably more than we've had since uh, pre-COVID uh, yeah. time. So Titan, Titans won the tournament. Very, very good. It sounded very like good, uh, he got a couple converts while he was there too, teaching a couple guys the ins and outs of a, of a nice, fun, full wind ball. That was, uh, you know, Steve Silk made sure he pointed Clint out to go play with him a little bit. Uh, that was, uh, yeah, seeing a lot of the guys, you know, wanting to go play with Clint and all, all the Titan guys. I think there was a few times that happened over the weekend. I saw a couple uh, photos of them matched up with one another, and that's good. That's good. You know, we gotta you gotta fight the power a little bit there. <laughs> take it to the take it to the stout man. Yeah. Oh yeah, Bernsey, you got another winner? I do. Um, and you had mentioned his name earlier. You know, we talked about him. We've talked about him a lot actually on these pods. You know, whether it's you know before a tournament or after a tournament. Um, I had called him out, and I had said, you know, it's either now or never. Um, Derek Montgomery, you know, you won this tournament, man. You. Uh, Absolutely. Just just made the cut. You know, one is entry, like we talked about through your handicap tournament you had the Sunday before, Gino. And mm -hmm. um, I talked to him a little bit Saturday night, talked to him on Sunday, and you had mentioned he went 13 extra holes against Luna, the number, you know, number two qualifier, the, the best in the world right now. And then what I don't know if anybody else knows this, he went 14 holes with Ryan McCook. Yeah. He, yeah. he went he went 0-2. Played no, no, he won a match. He won a match. He won one match. Okay, so in between. So the, Stevens in, the, uh, in the second match. There. Okay. So so his two losses are, you know, to Paul Luna, Ryan McCook, 27 total extra holes. Nice yeah. job, Derek. You're going to yeah. be around for a long time. You mentioned Baron Stevens because he's another one of my winners here because this was his first Same. cut. Uh, first cut he's ever made uh, by a long shot. He came in. He played solid. 0-2 oh, would have never mattered, okay? Making that cut, that was all for him. And uh, he won He won my purple bracket last year at the Carolina Clash um, and just came in and played solid during that qualifier. It worked out. Everything worked out for him. We we're happy for Barron. So, Barron, one of my winners, Matt. 
I seem to remember Baron winning a purple at the NIV once or twice too. Maybe uh, he's, it, or at least made some deep runs. But yeah, the first first cut made, uh, and it wasn't like he squeaked it in either. He was 15. Yeah, yeah right. Solid solid Saturday, and like you said, 0 and 2. No worries. <laughs> you know, get your get your feet wet on the top side of the of the chain there. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have quite a few more here, but that's all right. You know what? We'll go with the obvious one. How about Gary Sheldon? That's right? a, How about yeah, Gary Sheldon? Let's spend let's spend a few minutes on that because that that was just. Uh, that that was one of the the highlights of the tournament. The the, the finals that everybody thought that we would see is Gary Sheldon <laughs> and Clint. Betting Grover. favorites right there. Yeah, I had asked Fox like, what kind of odds would I get for that? He goes probably 150 to one. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no, that was that was just awesome to watch. But go ahead, Matt. and I think it was nice. His whole family was watching. It seemed he, well, he had a, a lot of friends and family, and uh, just calling the match, watching the chat on the stream, you know, and just seeing everybody rooting for. I mean. You know, yeah, Ashley, you know, his daughter's watching a lot, you know, and this and that, but there were just a lot of random names that were popping up watching him, really cheering him on. That's, that's cool to hear. I was, I wasn't, didn't have uh, too much, of, uh, I didn't have my eyes in the chatter too much, but I was watching the matches and, you know, he was playing really solid. I, I kind of came in, I'll say halfway through the bracket or so by the time I was able to tune in the stream on Sunday. And uh, you guys were already talking about Gary Sheldon's run, Gary Sheldon's run. So I got to pull up the bracket and I saw, saw how his day was going and that's that's really awesome i mean i've played with gary for years and years right mm-hmm. and uh we both uh we've both been back and forth and had matches and chatted and the whole the whole nine yards and uh i typed you know i texted him congratulations after that one was done he kind of ran into a buzz saw on clinton that temple round uh with the whole outs and whatnot but uh certainly nothing to, he, he was throwing up a lot of ridiculous scores of his own and I, the, the takeaway that, uh, that I had from talking with him afterwards as briefly as we did in the text, you know, he's, uh, the thing he responded back was, that was fun, right? <laughs> he wasn't worried about, oh, you know, how am I going to play? Am I going to win? Am I going to not win? He's just like, that was, that was fun, right? Let's, let's go play another 32-man tournament because that, that was a good time, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, Gary, good job, buddy. Yeah, and for, and for a guy that's been playing for as long as he has, that was his best finish. In his, yeah. oh, yeah. in his goalie career by far. I was chatting with him. I think his best was a fifth, sixth, or a seventh or eighth, you know? And so yeah. for, for, for those that are young and, and just starting to play this game, you know, if you're not finishing high in these tournaments, don't give up, you know, because your time will come. I had, uh, I had spent when they were waiting for our, uh, the King of the Hill finals, I'd actually spent a few minutes talking to him and just, it's the first time he and I have been able to just talk about life for a little bit. And uh, it had been a while since we've done that. And it just, everything for him seems like it's in a really good place. And uh, I, I couldn't have been more happier to see him have some success in this tournament. This was a good tournament for a lot of guys uh, that maybe, you know, probably would not see this kind of success in Dallas, but, you know, to come to the clash and have much more of a level field, we do have a lot of really good players, but um you know, Gary coming through, uh, that was, that was, that was huge. It's part of what made this whole weekend all kind of special. Bernsey, who won the tournament? Um, well, I had Derek, I had Luna. Um, yeah. And then, uh, I had Gary as well. Yeah. Um, has anybody brought up Evan? Uh, not yet. Yeah. We, 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 we can talk about that because that, that, that was uh, kind of the, the, the icing on the cake because we had this really epic and unexpected finals from Clint Grover and Gary Sheldon and uh, would turn out to be a, a really good match. Gary took one of, the, one of the two that he had to take to try to win the tournament. 
Um, and then after all that, we were uh, we were treated to to Evan Scanlon and Jeff Bull. And uh, you know, if you just if you just seen him this weekend, you know, missing missing the cut wasn't exactly what he was looking for. He had the points also in mind, um, but. Yeah, he knew the next day if he won seven, you know, he he, he could he could get it done, and uh, that's exactly what happened. Um, and and Bernsey, you were in there. I, I think you could kind of tell, you know, that he, he he cared he cared a lot about this. Um, you know, Bernsey calling calling the match, man. What just help paint the picture, man? Yeah, you know, it was. It's really weird when you go from the you know main bracket final to the purple finals you know there's a lot of commotion and then you know half of the people that are watching kind of filter away and try to find some money games you know um but there was a world championship uh pass on on the line and you know i think a few people started coming up to watch the match and it, it was really good you know these are two solid players that were that were playing um but when we were up on that stage all eyes were watching it and they were playing good golf. Now, granted, that first match Evan had, you know, he dropped a few strokes and he had a heart. He, you know, there's really no hope for him to catch up. But I he think felt the nerves. Yeah, he did. And then he, um, you know, but great players, you know, find a way to succeed, you know, to hit that reset button, move on to the next match. And that's exactly what Evan did. And um, although Jeff was playing like he was having a real good time, you know, he was playing really well you could tell that Evan was like the businessman in that match right there. It was, it was all business and he was on a mission to, to get that pass and get that purple win, which he did, you know, and um, it, it was really fun to watch. Not a whole lot of emotion, you know, he just uh, kind of did his thing. Really? From he, Evan. He, he was crying. During I mean, the match. It, no, 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 no. Dur oh, dur during, during the match. match. Okay. Yeah, yeah, during, during the match. Yeah. Say afterwards it was. Uh, yeah. And then afterwards. It's hard for me not to. <laughs> yeah. And then afterwards, obviously everything just kind of came out. He was, holding it in that entire time yeah. and it just shows how much it really didn't mean to him. Well, I had, uh, I had talked to him. If you guys haven't gotten to know Evan, it's uh, he, he's played, um, he's played collegiate golf. He's played for two national championships in collegiate golf. Uh, and he, he told me, he goes, I have never felt one. I know he never felt once nervous playing for national championships, playing in front of the 25 to 30 of us that were standing there watching. And really I, I was invested in it. I, I tell everybody, anybody that came to that first clash, you know, you'll always have a special place for me. And Evan, that, that was Evan's first ever tournament was at my first clash. And, uh, you know, you could tell how much it meant to his wife, Ashley, how much it meant to him. I'm sitting there, I'm telling brother, we're going to go have a steak in Vegas. This is going to be great. And, <laughs> you know, you could tell he was eating it all up. He, he really cared about it. And, uh, yeah, it, it was beautiful. It really was. I'm not afraid to say it. It was, it was, a, it was a great thing to see. So, um, who won the tournament? Because uh, I, I still have a winner or two here left. But uh, let's talk, let me talk about ben, Big Benji Wrestle here for a second. Uh, because there is a losing point to the tournament for him. And then I can tell you his winning point of the tournament. Okay. And we're a guy that maybe doesn't do well and finishes plus two, I guess, in his last <laughs> uh qualifying course well, after getting a super albatross on monte in his fourth qualifier that's right oh, that's right it, so he he hit the he hit the gary sheldon progressive pot that only was he made at least it. in the pot yes he was okay thank the lord oh no no this gets better this gets better for him all right oh, no, this, no. everything that happened after that uh plus two was just gold because he he went on 
won the won the pink bracket, I think, as expected for him. And then come to find out that he had purchased both Clint Grover and Evan Scanlon in the Calcutta. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you want to turn losing into winning? That's how you do it, guys. Winner, right winner, chicken dinner right yeah. there. Both, both steak dinner. Too? Mm-hmm. Did he have half of himself, too? Oh, yeah, 100% record? he did. Yeah, he had okay, half himself good. in that. I mean, he's yeah, he came out the other side great. Yeah, that was so okay. Yeah, so big Benji wrestle. Uh, it, well, and it's, it's too bad for him that Sean Tickner kind of took the – back seat in this Calcutta too uh yeah so I guess uh, yeah he uh the Calcutta started off and I think Billy made it a mission that he was not going to let him have Luna this time and uh that cost uh Billy about twenty three hundred dollars <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah. oh my timing timing is everything yeah uh any more winners Matt uh, I got a, I got a couple I'll just hit them real quick because we don't need to talk to him super long yeah. uh give, give me Jason the Chavo a nine through twelve how many tournaments ago was it he was winning pink bracket? Uh, okay. That, that was 20. And then making runs in purple bracket. And now making cuts kind of regular. Made him saw six, made it, and uh, just missed it in Orlando, right? Nine through 12. Good job, Jason. He, and, he and was, I, got, um, I added that real quick. He, he did win a foot race Sunday night, too, outside of the bar. Against a one legged kid? No, against three Golden Teague players. So uh, uh, kind of the same thing, I guess. <laughs> Why did I leave early? Right. See what you miss? Yeah. Uh, give me uh, for my second one. I got I got three total here. So I got give me my second one. I got I got the trash house. All right, and let me tell you why. Let me oh, tell dear. you why. Uh, Steve Silk, uh, champion of the stream. It sounds like uh, yes. him and Richard combined. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. huge, right? This this was. I mean, missing a tournament sucks. Missing a tournament, not being able to have an inch of it, that would have been terrible. And then having to do this podcast without being able to see any stream would have been just. You may as well just kick me off. So, uh, Steve Silk, big ups. Joanna, purple bracket, not pink bracket. Won a match, one and two. Good for you. Uh, I believe Marley also won a ma- her first match at a Peggot event uh, mm-hmm. this past weekend. And uh, both Joanna and Marley, I joined you at some points on the stream there, Bernsey, and did uh, did a pretty darn good job uh, yeah. from, when I, from when I was listening. So, uh, you know, just all around. Uh, plus that, that plus getting the entries into your uh, into your events, you know, getting some more folks to show up there. Uh, yeah, you win the weekend, Trash House. Good job. Okay. And I want to add to that trash house real yeah, quick. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah uh, like you said, I was able to do the call some matches with Joanna and with Marley. And it, it was great. When I was there with Marley, you know, we, we were doing our thing. And then Joanna would like turn over and ask us a question. And I was like, good question, you know, and then kind of going off of that, you know, and uh, these ladies know Golden Tea really well. You know, and it's really fun to call matches with them. It's really fun. I warmed up on Saturday with Joanna. We played about four or five games. You know, they know Golden Tee and, you know, they're better than, you know, 10, 20% of the guys in the room at, at any tournament. Oh, yeah. You're absolutely right. Uh, just to touch on the Steve Silk thing real quick, uh, I named him the MVP of this tournament for that exact reason. Not that I, I am not up on the streaming business. I, uh, wasn't sure what I was getting as far as support was, but Teddy Jones, Steve Silk, and uh, Richard King doing a lot of this remotely from wherever, wherever he's been. Uh, just uh, this couldn't have been done without him. I would have uh, really, and a lot of people don't understand how much, you know, the stream's kind of important to people. There are some, a mass amount of people that really care about watching it. Uh, you know, it, it, and uh, so, yeah, Steve and Richard, Teddy, all those guys helping making that happen. That that meant a lot to me because I was able to, you know, shed my uh, turn myself towards uh, other things I had going on. 
um, my other winner, and I guess we just the top guy that we have to talk about because Clint Grover um, went in this tournament. Was not expected. I did not uh, expect to see him. Uh, he came in, I think it was Friday, and uh, I was like, and he was wearing a shirt that said Titans, by the way. He, he, was, yeah. wearing, he was a Tennessee Titans. He wore and, Titans on Saturday also. Yeah. Excellent. And he uh, he came in, and he goes, I'm here, man. And I'm like, awesome. And I'm like, was not expecting this. And I was really excited to see him. And then uh, I get proceeded. Uh, they proceeded to tell me this story. And just to be honest with you guys, it takes a lot to tug a heartstring with Big Billy Muse, and Clint Grover did that. And what happened during this whole process of promoting this tournament, Billy had reached out to a bunch of players. And if anybody remembers, about a few weeks before the tournament, Mark Gomez was coming to the Clash, and then he had a work obligation, and he couldn't make it. But he was uh, Clint was supposed to come with him. And... Uh, Clint really originally wasn't going to come, but then Billy uh, messaged him on Facebook and said, Hey, you should, you should come down to the clash. And for Clint, it was like, you know, I got all, I got vacation time, you know, I got to use up, you know, I'm not doing anything, you know? And he said, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll come on down. And that's what, and that's what put him over the top. And when Clint told Billy that I'm like, it was like, wow. I mean, I, I didn't realize, I didn't even think he would really listen to me. And, uh, so wasn't expected to see him. Um, and now after watching his run at this tournament and it was, it was great, you know, shot big time scores and, you know, was cool through the whole thing right now. I mean, if all things were equal and stouts weren't a thing, you could have the conversation that he might be the best player or one of the best players going today. Top five in my mind. I keep saying it. Right now, it's playing great. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. He's had a couple of hiccups the previous tournaments with trap ball malfunctions. You know, like, and I even told him, I'm like, hey, congratulations, you got you got through me calling Made matches without a trap ball issue, you know, <laughs> or, or a machine issue. So, but but those are things that, you know, that, that was just bad timing. That you know, those two tournaments, you know, and just for him to overcome that and still play his game, you know, and and for wh whatever reason that happens, you know, we'll never know probably, but. Um, putting that in the back of your head, not even thinking about it and going on the run that he did. That's, it is simply amazing. But it's, it's not to mention overcoming such a, a large handicap that he has uh, being left-handed. Uh, poor guy, yeah. poor guy. Man. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what to do with that. Glad he can overcome such diseases. It is. Yeah, it is. It's, it's big. It's real big. Uh, I don't mean to overshadow your Clinton one. I'd love to end on that one, but I got one more, Gino. Uh, and I'm here. very glad that we saved it for last. The last winner of the clash was Chris Longino. Ah. Chris Longino. 9-12, main bracket, 9-12. That's hardcore. Fantasy number two. And we'll talk about that a little bit more in a little bit, but that's still a really good run. And hey, uh, one of them, the, well, so to this point, the most successful clash yet, right? Oh, yeah, but... uh, 12 players. And it's, hey, you know, 100 and, it was 111, 113, something like that signed up, and 112 showed up. I mean, we usually talk about uh the sign up attrition if you will where you get you know 150 call it 150 and then 130 will show up you know you, you lose a certain percentage in there not you guys right the locals yeah. showed up the staff uh, knocked it out of the park it sounded like uh, and Actually, it's in no small in no small part to the work you put in mr longino so do not short so don't shortchange yourself about not running you, tournaments. You, you are you were the big old hype man and you got this thing going so thank congratulate you, yourself buddy I, I i thank you um go ahead Bernie. you had something uh, i was gonna say that, i mean 
and this is part of what you did too, Gino, is, is I think the entire staff of Callaways, uh, you kind of led into that, Matt. Like it, yeah. it was um, the, the Muse brothers travel to tournaments and they, they don't really go to play golden tea. They go, they go to drink, they, they go to, you know, to, mingle, to, to, yeah, to hang out and, play and, they're, and they're watching, yeah, sure. they're, they're watching these bars and, you know, um, other tournament hosts should try that. I mean, I'm not going to put any, I'm not going to mention any tournaments, you know, but other ones should, should do what the Buse brothers do and find a tournament to go to and see how it's done. And if you do, I mean, it's a little bit late now, but make sure you go to Callaway's next year to see how to do it right. Um, first off, Matt, thank you. Uh, the, You're welcome. Uh, this was, this has been just a, a labor of love this whole time, um, for, and I guess we should, I should talk about some more winners because, uh, you know, Billy and Mike Muse were definitely a winner in this tournament. Um, but Brian touched on it and he's right. Um, when they got home from Nashville and this is what they drove home to be, we met the Tuesday after they got back from Nashville and outside of plopping a card in front of me that he told me it was trash, which was the Nashville card. You know, that's, that was another thing, but he, uh, he said, man, the service at that Nashville tournament was just not good. It wasn't like, any, it was, there wasn't, it wasn't the anything. service was behind the bar and that was it. Yeah. There, there was nothing going on. And Billy and Mike have gone to these things. They've gone to Florida where you can see about 25, 50, 30, 35 beer buckets everywhere. It doesn't get bust a whole lot. Um, and it's not like, I mean, it bothers us. I mean, hell, we're just playing golden tea and, you know, finding ways to get it done. Uh, but Bill, yeah, Billy wasn't going to have that. Mike wasn't going to have that. And, uh, when it came to the tournament, they had meetings, they, they had made sure everybody was on the same page and how they were going to, uh, work, you know, pulling tips and things like that. Um, and yeah, it was, it was incredible. It, it was the most well-served tournament there's ever been. Uh, maybe mm -hmm. was a hand, besides a handful of NIVs. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, the, the service, everything was fantastic there. Billy and Mike. Um, they set the bar. Yeah, the, yeah. They, they is, have now set the bar. Yeah, this, yep. is, uh, this is exactly how a Golden Tee tournament should go. How always I've ever wanted this tournament to be, uh, like, like the NIV was for a lot of years, you know, from start to finish, a hospitable experience. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot that we love to be proud of and uh, can't wait to come back next year and, and do it again. So, And maybe they can take a chapter out of Hefe's book and do like free beer on Friday, roast a hog on Saturday. I mean, come on, <laughs> come on, guys. <laughs> uh, we are uh, always, you know, if you're coming to the clash, Miller Lite, White Claw, Jack, Jack Fire, we've outsourced this tournament so well to where we have different money coming in to help fight, put the money up. It's not just the bar owners putting up. We have a lot of people involved with all this. And those are our four big, you know, if you want to drink anybody, just at least if you want to drink one, let's support the people that, you know, support our tournament. Um, so, yeah, kudos to that. Um, we've got our winners. I think I got all the winners. And by the way, let me explain my 912 because he started with that. Um, because Bernsey played next to me in my first match. And it, nervous is maybe not the best word for it. But let me tell you about my morning because it was just – uh, Andy Coleman had sent me some equipment that I was going to try to do some content stuff for Dallas and try to get it done. And I was basically having an issue with the equipment. You know, I was trying to get it done. I was having a hard time with it. And so I left it alone. 
And uh, by the time we got, I'd never, I hadn't put my hand on a track ball since we got there or that morning, you know, I was not warm and I was getting ready to play Gavin Heron and I still wasn't in a comfortable place with my stomach or in, I hadn't had, you know, I was trying to get myself into some kind of neutral so I could have a day to play golden tee. And uh, that one didn't, I mean, it ended up working out for me because I ended up only needing the 2,600 to beat him on Forest. Um, but then I can't. And that I went back and forth too, didn't it? I mean. Yeah, yeah. It went. Uh, he, like he three or four times. Yeah, he had trouble on 17, uh, the par three. He actually had one of those tweener shots with clubs and, you know, he went long on it. Uh, and I was able to hit st stick a solid low tee shot on there. And then my next batch, I uh, end up beating Beatty 31 to something. On, like a uh, rag doll. On Temple. 31-25. <laughs> and Paul Taylor, who I'm now 0-9 lifetime against, uh, you know, gave me every opportunity to win that Monty match. And by that point, I was starting to feel a little bit better. And then I lost to a great, in, a, in a good round against uh, uh, Gavin again. with Gavin getting it done. So, um all in all, I guess could complain about the nine twelve puts me in a lot better position as far as that player of the year tournament, which I think we'll get to a little bit later. Um, but yeah, I, I nine twelve, I guess I you know I can't complain about that compared to a lot of my finishes this year. So, all right, uh, who lost this tournament? I got a couple that I you know I'll, I'll spit out here, but uh, Bernsey, go ahead. Uh, I've got one, and and I'll kind of go off from what you said. You know, you get going nine to twelve, and, and this person you know, got 25th through 32nd, went 0-2. Uh, Where is he? Me. What's it, Brian Bernhardt? That's me. I lost the damn tournament. I mean, here I am saying I'm the best player in group two. That's why I picked myself. Um, I go in there. I shoot four good qualifier rounds. I get conservative on tropical, mess up, put myself in a position to where I I play uh, – uh, who, who did I play my first match? You, you played that? Kyle Heasley in a bit of uh, yeah, okay. yeah, Kyle Heasley, exactly. And then uh, and Adam Harris, two great goalty players. And Absolutely. they didn't shoot great against me, and I, I didn't shoot good against them at all. But uh, I'm better than that. And I don't know if it's just the, um, you know, going from watching cut lines to, you know, being in purple and winning purple and saying, I don't belong in purple. You know, I shouldn't win it. I should be in the main bracket competing in the top and going 0 2. Sorry. I lost the tournament. Well, um, did you like your finish here better than you did the, the purple bracket run of, you know, the last tournament? Or, I mean, what, what's better? Uh, winning the purple. Yeah. Could, well, did, you, did you get to play? Yeah, I got to play seven matches, but then I uh, honestly, I think field has something to do with that as well. Mm -hmm. You know, with there being 177 players in Nashville and it's a, a stronger purple field. Um, you know, I, I felt like I should be in the main bracket. That's where I should be, but um, I shouldn't be putting myself in a position to play two top players like that. I should find myself qualifying better, having, you know, better matches for me early on to go on a little bit of a run. And, uh, did not do that. All right. Uh, I'm not going to mention any names for this one. All right. But let me tell you who loses this tournament. Is any bastard out there that really wants to order food, like actually order a delivery service food to the bar and try that to happened? eat there? Yeah, it happened. It happened. 
and I, I, I won't, I'm not going to deliver the name, but you know, it's somebody we all know. And he, uh, this person apparently ordered wings. Is that from the, um, the place down the street? Yeah. Yeah. Like a, yeah I, like I, a, I was wondering what that was going on with that. The wing street or wing stop or whatever it was down the road orders on his, on, on a delivery service, DoorDash or whatever your, your, your delivery service is, Uber Eats. And has it delivered to the bar? Wings. A place that serves wings. Wings. You're paying more. Is it a particular brand that you like? Wings? Give me a fucking break, all right? And that's it on that. But, yeah, if you're doing that at tournaments, unless yes. deemed Don't go. Co- unless, unless it's deemed kosher, yeah, stay the fuck out of our bar. Please. That's pretty bad, yeah. I, I hated that. I really and, 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 the, and the Muse Brothers even encourage people to eat from other restaurants. Just don't bring it inside. Not everyone's going to say, you know, you can, I don't care if you go somewhere else, just don't bring it in. Um, I did see some laziness this weekend. It's unfortunate, you know, but the good thing is, is that it was such a good tournament that we're not going to worry about the the bad apples. Yeah. So Matt, loser. Well, we, we touched on it once already, but we'll go back to it. He was a winner and, you know, he's still, even though you're a winner, that doesn't mean you can't be a loser too, especially when it comes to win the tournament, lose the tournament. Ben Russell, buddy. Uh, you're not a pink player. You know you're not a pink player. Everybody <laughs> else knows you're not a pink player. You proved you're not a pink player. Well, let's not see none of that again. Okay, that's that's unacceptable. Plus two for a person of your of your skill level. Uh, never again. I don't expect to see it, and I won't see it. And he knows it too. But nonetheless, we're going to call him out for it because it did happen. So Ben Russell, he lost the tournament. It's embarrassing. I would say it's embarrassing, but it's no, just, it, is. it is. It is. I mean. He, if he'll tell you, he basically, once that two over happened and he was done with his qualifier, tab out back to the hotel. There's nothing else happening that night. Not not for him. So, uh, Bernsey? Um, Matt Van Hoosier. I mean, you don't have to beat the tournament to lose, right? Hit I him mean, with it, Bernsey. Hit him with I mean, it. You're wrong, but get me, get me, brother. <laughs> I mean, uh, on behalf of the president of, of the uh, – Power events going to tour Casey Mattingly. The, the um, challenger. He's the yeah, yeah. Want, wanted me to, to make sure that, that I got this in, but uh I'm Don't not gonna call phone call. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna signal just you out, Matt. Um, but um anybody uh obviously the timing of the tournament compared to Nashville wasn't beneficial. The lack of promoting from the manufacturer of the game was not beneficial, but anybody that did not make it to the tournament, they lost this tournament. Uh, so Casey hits hits me with this. He goes, "When you go on your podcast, you need to say one of the losers of the tournament is Matt Van Hoosier because I'm here and he's not." <laughs> and and, uh, and Casey was great this weekend. He, he actually got in his car at three o'clock in the morning uh, from I guess in Kentucky and drove six and a half hours to come play in the tournament. Um, you know, that's. Uh, that, that that was really awesome and then yeah he hit us with that he said no matt lost his tournament and uh excuse me it was a little bit louder than that though excuse my excuse my right 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 excuse my casey mattingly impression uh let me let me me drop my quick casey mattingly story i got two of them i'm gonna hit you with the first one i go to sussex i go to sussex and uh you know this is the first tournament after covid i didn't hit i didn't get the couple before that so that whole during covid time is when casey's really putting on the press to be the future PEGT president, right? He's putting it on hardcore on Facebook. So I walk into the room at Sussex and uh, I don't get but five steps and he's sitting there standing there at that first table inside the door. And uh, I, I don't know, we were, you know, hey, how's it going? This kind of thing, right? We hadn't actually met before, before that. 
And he goes, and he gets, he's halfway in his story. And he goes, you know what? Hang on a minute. You, you don't even know who I am, do you? Because I know who you are. Goes, you don't have a clue who I am. I says, you're the guy who's trying to steal my job. <laughs> and he got this look at his face like, oh, crap, here we go. <laughs> he does know who I am. <laughs> you know, I didn't know you know who I am. Now I'm in trouble. <laughs> So that was my one case. I, we we uh, we got another St. Louis story, but I'll save that for a different time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bernsey, any more uh, losses for you, losers? No, you, you know I even scanned the names, you know, again real quick on the fancy golf sheet, and and everybody played really well. You know, it was there's it was a really good tournament. You know, um, it's uh, yeah. I mean, you, you know, I'm that guy. I don't mind picking out people that deserve, you know, if they're a winner or a loser, you know, but I just, I really can't pinpoint anybody that, that lost it other than me. I mean, the three of us might've lost it for not picking James Mulkey, but that's another topic, but uh, <laughs> yeah. we, we may be losers on that one. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, I feel like that, you got rope doped on that one. Uh, and, and that's where we're going to roll into with the fantasy golf here. Um, as far as, um, losers in the tournament uh, i think that's really all uh, it was hard it was hard to do losers for this tournament because this was uh, got, a lot of I really got, good oh you got one more i got one more all right let's and we it. hit it last i hit it last time and it happened again so i got to do it again the shot meter shot meter yeah let's hear it. shot meter we talked about it we talked about it a bunch after the nashville tournament we came on here and we talked about it we put up posts on facebook about it when people asked about it Apparently, the message is not sunk in. Steve's posted about it on Facebook now because the message is not sunk in, but we're going to do it again because it's important. Turn on your shot meters. Leave your shot meters on throughout the tournament. It doesn't get any simpler than that. Don't touch that option. Go. And I was, I was really surprised to see that knowing Chris uh, Brewer, he's the one that turned it off briefly, I believe. Mm -hmm. I, I was... I was kind of in shock, actually, you know, because uh, he's a good friend of mine. We talk often and um, not that he tried to get any advantage in the I, I don't know. I don't know how that happened. I mean, obviously, you had, you're the one that selects it. I'm not giving him excuses by any means, you know, but I was really surprised that he did that. Um, yeah, that's I, I hope we only have social media and announcing at the tournaments to really try to offer clarity and hope that everybody understands. Uh Unfortunately, because not everybody tunes into all that, if they come to something like this and decide to do a move like that, heaven, heaven forbid they would DQ somebody that just wasn't in the know. You try to make yeah. it in the know as much as you can. But uh, I'm pretty sure that, especially now that Steve thinks Golden Tea Comprehension's at an all-time low, it probably is for the amount of new people that we have. Unfortunately, he's got a lot of data points on his side right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... Uh, for right now, yeah, I mean, all we can do is just, you know, blast it out there as loud as we can and hope everybody hears it and uh, stick to your guns. Here's an idea. I mean, and it, it's an extra step. In the, and I know this is such a huge process that that Power Events does, you know, the tournament. But the main concern is obviously, you know, what if someone didn't hear the announcement, mm -hmm. you know, and they get the cube. What if when everybody signs up for the tournament, they sign somewhere saying they've read the rules? You know, and saying, you know, this is, it's an extra step, but at least it gives, you know, them saying, hey, you know, we, it, it's right here in the rules, you signed off on it, or do they say, by you paying for your entry fee, you are aware of all of our rules, maybe not having to sign something, but just getting a verbal yes, you know, by, by paying your entry fee, you know the rules, you may be DQ'd if you break one of them. 
it's that's certainly a way. Yeah. yeah and and, and hopefully, right. The hope is that you know we've we've done this the way and two tournaments, which is one too many, but uh, you know, made these announcements. We'll keep making announcements. We'll do it more obviously before the before the play starts on Saturday, of course. Now I think that's probably gonna be more of a point of focus as we go through some of the stuff at the beginning there. The hope is that it doesn't keep happening, right? It doesn't keep happening. If it does keep happening though, something like that might have to go into effect, I guess, because like you said, the last thing you want to do is DQ somebody who just doesn't know. Uh, who's just you know, unaware of what's going on with respect to that. Um, but at the same point, uh, the instances we've seen so far, I think, and I didn't see the the one that happened or the two that happened or whatever it was over the weekend. I didn't, I didn't physically see them, but the ones I have seen have most definitely been intentional. Um, and that's unfortunate. Uh, yeah. I know we're playing for a bunch of money. I know we're trying to win, win uh, prizes, win tournaments. And in this case now winning worlds passes, right? But that's all the more reason that the rules need to be followed. It's not a reason to try harder to figure out a way to gain an edge. Um, level playing field, all that stuff. We, it, it needs to be that way. And we only see the ones that are on the stream. You right. know? I mean, right. who, who knows if there's anybody else out there, you know, the other 26 machines or 25, whatever being used, if there's somebody that's turning it off, you know, and is this, is this part of the stout effect? Is this because everybody's playing the same balls and they know as far as well, absolutely. The miles per hour? I mean, this is this is the problem that you have when everybody is playing the same equipment. So we we uh, you know in one of uh, Facebook uh, Messenger strings for one of the the small tournaments that I'm groups that I'm part of, they had that exact conversation and and I. I said that exact same thing in the group. It says, hey, I hope all you guys, stouty guys, try to copy my stout speed or my, my Titan speeds. Go right ahead, right? right? But if you're all playing the same equipment, then yeah, there does. There's definitely some amount of, uh, copycat's not the right word, but right, you know, you, you, there's knowledge that you gain there that, that you can apply very directly to what you're about to go do. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I did want to point out a couple guys I, I did have written down on my phone that I wrote the other day. Uh, just... A couple guys quick losing, maybe not so much losing the tournament, but Art, Art DeVries needed a good tournament and ended up in the purple bracket, finishing fourth there. Kind of put himself, he's, he's going to have to do some work to get into the player of the year field. Um, that's going to happen in Dallas. He'll, he'll, he'll need, he'll need to definitely make the cut there and uh, maybe even get him a win or two. So kind of lost the tournament and uh, 17 through 24 is underperforming for the capabilities of George Von Koshenbar. Uh, seven a one and two day for him. Not not what he was looking for. Uh, he was off. I, I was yeah, watching him on the, the, way, the way that he went out too, for sure. Because I mean, he won. He won a match by shooting a twenty four against Barron. So that's not his game. He lost to Luna by shooting a twenty five, and then he lost by shooting a twenty two to Justin Wilson and, and losing an extras on that one. So yeah, none of those scores are GBK scores, especially no. especially after the run we saw him making St. Louis, where he was just straight yeah. stroking the whole day. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's a, you know, I've known GVK for a long time and that's a good call there, Dino. Uh, and so uh, with that, those are the winners and losers of this tournament. All right. On to a little bit of fantasy golf recap and uh, like to congratulate Jason Loschiavo for uh, winning this whole thing and uh, very happy for him. Come with a very good weekend along with finishing 912. Um, made him a winner in this tournament. Uh, just uh, going over some of the picks, that first group, who was the winner in that group? That was... Mr. Haas, right? Uh... Let me talk about this first group for a second, because um, you weren't there this weekend, Matt, and so 
the comments of the previous podcast, there's two people I had to follow on that sword. And that's your two podcast buddies right here. Because Steve Sobel was very... I, I heard it in the background. He was, I mean, Steve's not a quiet guy, right? I could hear, yeah. he was speaking loud enough on purpose towards the microphones to make sure that we heard him. I I was there with you in spirit. <laughs> um, I, I just, I had to go re-listen to my last podcast. I'm like, did I really jump on Wingler? And I'm like, no, I just used him as a segue. No, Matt Van Hoosier was the one that... Uh, I did. I, I absolutely did. I called there, Steve straight out for it. I went back and listened to it too. <laughs> so... Uh, but... but but right in in our defense, he finished fourth in that group. Is that right? One, two, three. Yeah. Fourth in that group, which is not bad. No. No, not bad. Not but, bad. At... Hey, the you know, uh... Steve likes Steve. I, I'll, I'll touch on this part. Of, I'll, I'll go to that part later after we're done talking about this fantasy. We'll talk about Texas fantasy a little bit. I got some ideas on this Texas fantasy. Uh, I hope you made like happen. 16 columns for him because he's going to need that many. Uh, I, I He hasn't asked me to expand it yet, but uh, we, we talked a little bit about uh, some future changes for the GT fantasy golf that I think we're going to have going forward. Not, not in super major, but, but uh, yeah, we talked about it a little bit and I, Steve's an idea man too, right? I'm sure if he oh, yeah. feels like that's uh, somewhere where he can, uh, make this a better product then that's what we'll go do so uh i did not uh bring everybody's picks with me so you guys are gonna have to help me along yeah yeah so i had luna uh brewer went with bernhardt and Mm -hmm. but andrew haas right for you uh i did so uh, luna finishing 9 12 but somehow walked away with what zero was that the number it was zero and it's because he won three courses (laughs) <laughs> good for i mean good for him but ugh, that's as good as winning. i mean once again that pick how much how little does that pick matter it well right. yes i agree uh the ever absent adam ashley we never figured out i have no i've not heard why he wasn't there I, once again i wasn't also a guy that talked to him beforehand about coming to the tournament i, I was just informed so i, I wish i would have known i would have reached out uh adam harris Brian Bernhardt, myself, Chris Long, do you know Gavin Heron, Kyle Easley, Sugar Shane Marks, and Steve Beatty, which is kind of weird taking out your fantasy pick. You know, I didn't, I, I, that's the only downside of, you know, throwing a 31 on Beatty is, you know, he's got to go. Well, down. G- Golden Tee Fantasy isn't immune to that effect either, right? Guys who played fantasy football for many, many years now, decades probably at this point, uh, are very familiar with the, the effect of, uh, deciding whether to root to somebody who's playing against their team and racking up points and feeling good about it or wanting their their fantasy guy to get dominated by their team so their team can win. So this is not not totally indifferent from that. Um, Gavin Heron, congrats on winning the group, by the way. Uh, welcome back to Golden Tee Tournaments. Uh, yeah, I was happy to see him. He made the drive up from uh, Mississippi. And uh, I had uh, two little run, two run-ins with him. Uh, one to win and then one to knock me out. Yep. And... Uh, you know, that's, I guess that's how it goes. Uh, I saw the guy that was in third place. I think he, uh, he actually picked me and he's actually apparently cashed his, cashed in this thing a couple times. So, uh, hats off. Thank you for that. My good friend. <laughs> uh, doing some research. Yeah. Was that, was that Brian Jenkins? Yeah. Brian Jenkins. Yeah. He's a St. Louis guy. Oh, uh, okay. Well, we'll appreciate it. Do I know Brian Jenkins? I don't know. I don't think so. No. Okay, but he mostly sticks to local stuff. All right. Well, I, I, I guess he uh, 
but he but he he knows a thing or two. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, group three: Brandon Robinson, Chris Knight, Dan Gallard, Evan Scanlon, Gary Sheldon. That was the big winner of this group. Uh, that's what I one of one of reason number one of two why I finished well I, as well as I did was uh, a great run from Gary Sheldon, Ken Callis who uh, him and Mike Johnston were both in very rare forms at different times in this tournament. That's the most hardcore. <laughs> Mike, well. That's the most hardcore Mike Johnston I have seen in a while. Uh, and then uh, squeaky Bob Rochford uh, coming out. and One of those guys that I, I feel like I will have a every year guy from Bob Washburn. Now uh, he, he, t- he really took time to tell me how much he enjoyed this. And always. And one thing too, you know, I, I got to call some matches with the squeaky Bob there. And he's good on the mic, man. We we had some good chemistry there. I, I, don't... I, I had some time with him in Missouri. He's a uh, he's a smart cat, and he yeah uh, for sure. He, he knows his, he knows his golden tea. And and what's up with Chris Knight and his beard? <laughs> is, is he trying <laughs> no. to look like Eugene? I mean, I, I I I didn't know that thing was possible. I remember him. It was always a goatee <laughs> in the early years. Uh, yeah, I remember that. But yeah, it's like what that's, that's some dark hair. It almost looks too dark, if you will. Um, but yeah, Chris, uh, I think, like I, I said before on the last podcast, he was coming off the couch to play this tournament. Uh, he still yeah, plays a little bit, his, uh, he still pl- plays a little bit at home, but just not much. He's, uh, all in on being a father and, uh, you know, doing his thing that way. But this weekend was for him to binge and have a good time. And, uh, I think that was the part that was accomplished. Didn't get to say goodbye to him. I think he was out pretty early on Sunday. Uh, Evan Scanlon, obviously. I mean, if you picked him, you won the purple bracket, and that was great. Um, so, um, well, that was who, great, but you really, you really didn't. I mean, that's not the score you're looking from from this group. No, you know, no. To go back to it, I mean, that's a great finish. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. from this group, you're not looking for a purple runner. Yeah. Still got uh, the in there. Matt, you had Johnston. Is do I remember that correctly? I, I had Johnston. Oh, you had Johnston. I, I had, I had had. Oh, okay. And, yeah. and happy, and, and he got to celebrate his birthday down in South Carolina too that weekend. So oh, that worked out good. Awesome. Yep. Uh, group four, uh, Art DeVries, or Art DeVries, Baron Stevens, Daniel Kalashevsky, Daryl Rayner, Jason Graham, who did not attend, uh, Jason Loschiavo, Josh McDaniel, Steve Bigger, and uh, I think it was pretty. J- oh, landslide. Jason Loschiavo won the group big time. Yeah, helped, helped a lot of guys. Helped a lot of guys. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that was my pick. As I'm as I'm remembering, see, so yeah, we had you had Bernsey. Yeah, you had Bernsey with Los Cabin. We both had uh, Kalashevsky. Mm-hmm. We kind of talked about him uh, during that fantasy thing where he needed a weekend for points and and uh, to kind of come back from that zero and two purple. Uh, Chris, would you consider making the main? And uh, he went zero and two in the in the main, but uh, I will say that he didn't. It wasn't because he played bad. It's kind of because he played two good guys, right? He, he played Haas off the bat, yeah. Uh, and then uh, what was the other one? Uh, I'm not going to be able to scroll too quick. Enough. Oh, there it is. Uh, and then, well, then he lost one to Evan Sewell, um, 27-25. So, would you say that's what you were looking for from him, or do you do you think? Were you expecting I, a little bit more out of that? Well, I mean, I, we were looking at this group, and I mean, first off, Baron Stevens making the cut, I think, was a surprise. Steve called me out on that when I said the comment of handicap, oh. maybe not mean, and then all of a sudden he's the all knowing guy. And yeah, uh, it's so he his called, favorite thing to do. Yeah, yeah. And so he, <laughs> uh, he, he called it out making the cut. And uh, so, you know, good on him. 
but re remember what we said about the city. Whoever you pick here needs to make the cut. That's what, what you're looking for. So group four. And that's what, what I wanted out of Daniel. Now, that being said, I really thought this was going to be a really good tournament for him as far as with the level of the field. Um, his experience. Yeah, and his experience. And maybe I, I, I put that slipper on Daniel when I was trying to keep it off of Jason at the time. And because uh, I remember telling you that, that what, the reason I don't, I, I didn't want to hype him up because I knew it was going to, guys like Los Giavo, guys like Jason, uh, like Daniel Kalashevsky, um, this can be a really good tournament for you, you know, where it's, uh, you know, it's not really top heavy. There's a great competition from, say, guy number 18 to guy number 36 i mean there that, that's a good mix and where you can um uh, and and people that you can that you know you can beat and then maybe pull an upset here or there so um and that's where i was coming from for daniel but you know like i said making the cut that's what you want and, and speaking of making the cut this uh josh mcdaniel who didn't shooting a 22 under on baja um yeah, what's going thinking, on with josh he was, thinking, he was thinking purple the whole time that's exactly what he was thinking all right that's all he was. You mentioned that beforehand yeah. a little bit, and we all kind of hope that was not. I mean, oh man! No, oh, I know. I, 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 had it. I, I, I it, it, he didn't mind being in purple, given that what was at stake. All right, that's all I'm going to say. If he would have played well, I'm sure he didn't mean to shoot a 22 on Baja. That's not what he did. But no. that being said, like I said, it 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 would have been okay for him to make purple, and I think he knew that. And because he knew what what the opportunity was, and he, I, I think he made it to, I thought it was like seven, eight, or five, six in purple. So I mean, it, yeah, it wasn't it, it wasn't terrible. For him, but Let's see, at seven, eight, seven, eight's what he would have gotten there. Yeah, it's not terrible for the money aspect of it, right? Seven, eight, you're gonna get fifty bucks. Yeah, uh, yeah, he had uh, top twelve in purple getting paid, top four in pink. Yeah, I'm guessing Great. fifty bucks or something. Yeah. I mean, is that? Yeah. yeah, you get your shot, but is that really worth it? Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't like that. If you don't uh, win it, little, it's not. A little bit of karma there. That's no good. Yeah, I understand that. Uh, group five, Brendan Regan, who was just a hot mess, like I thought he would be all the weekend. Uh, Derek Montgomery, Jeff Poole, Marcus Cash, Sean Tickner, Teddy Jones, and Todd Bacon Clark. Yeah. Hoping he's moved. He might be moving near me soon, by the way. Maybe sooner rather than later. We'll see what happens. Oh, but I, I, I would be excited to have him here. Um, Congrats to both of you guys on, on Derek, on the Derek pick. I held off one time on the Derek pick there. One more tournament. I thought I, I needed to wait on that one, but you guys got him at the exact right time, especially being the only player in the group to make the cut. Matt, it's if right I, there. You automatically get yourself a bunch of cheese. Yeah, Matt, if, if I didn't, if I didn't see him that Sunday before we did that podcast, I may not have picked him. <laughs> I may not have. I may have gone on a, but I, but I may. Have, I had Tickner on the mind too because I know Tickner is actually capable of shooting good scores to make a cut or do something like that. Yep. Um, but you know, I played the. Uh, I played what I saw on that Sunday, and I felt like Derek was good for it. So. Well, and, and let me defend my. Say, I picked Marcus Cash in this one. He got. He went zero two in purple, so that's not great. He got sixty. It's kind of a big point. But let me point something out here real quick. All right, about his qualifier. So. Uh, Ans Kokos, he's going pretty well. 28, 29. Ans Kokos shoots 23. Okay, not great, but not a not a complete dagger, right? On on a 27, probably set up on Kokos. Then Monte 21. I know that guy's got 26 in his blood on Monte. Uh, and then it's actually a pretty decent run on Tropical. He shoots 25. So he misses the cut by by five is all. So yeah, yeah 
turn a 21 into a 26 on Monte and you're in without anything else happening. So I, yeah, I feel like, you know, 65 feels like, man, I really missed on that one, but I think I've missed by two water balls is probably what I did. And, and I'd like to see the, at some point uh, in my Golnty career, the, the cycle between Marcus Cash and Evan Scanlon. Oh, it's happening. It's got to I mean, happen. get, get that <laughs> on the stream. Oh, yeah. And, and, I, I, yeah, we, we did the Dennis match several years ago, right? We did some of the play with a pro kind of stuff. This, the doppelganger match has to happen. Group six, Andy Baker, Ben Russell, Bill Reed, Chad Darty, James Hickey, Josh Wankler, Russell Layton. Solid run in that purple bracket for Russell Layton. Very much so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was funny because I, I was sitting by him doing the stream and he'd come over and sit down and well, it was he'd, great. He'd, he'd nibble on something for about 30 seconds. He'd call his name. Oh, call the match up. again. <laughs> it was great. And, no, it was and, Chris, and, 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 and he could not have looked like he cared less about it, by the way. I mean, it was just this complete wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, uh, props, right? We talked about a little beforehand uh, in the, I pre, think was- the pre-pick. Uh, your local knowledge was going to win you here, and this is this is, I think, the one that probably took it down for you the most out of any of them was was your James Sakey pick. And I, I'll tell you what, after we got off the pod last time, I looked back at it and I looked at my picks, and I was like, Chris is right, James Sakey's going to win this group. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I was pretty good about it. The him qualifying him qualifying thirteenth was uh, I thought uh, it overshot what I thought he did, and then he actually got him a, a win. I mean, yeah, that's what won this whole thing for me. Uh, yeah. but, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't win the whole thing. I'll tell you what, just, and I'm, we're about to get to this well, next group and I'll tell you how I lost it. Uh, because uh, group seven has uh, Billy Guffey, Brad Tuttle, Brandon Feldmeyer, Dustin Anderson, Gary Durkee, Kelly Ambrose, Mike Muse, and Steve Silk. Kelly Ambrose got to play some golf with, actually outdoor golf with. Uh, that, oh, you can uh, play a little bit. Yeah, no, uh, I actually enjoyed my day with him. He, uh, it was awesome. Uh, was, he, cool he's hands. been my roommate in the last few tournaments. He's, yeah. he's a good dude. He's, he's a good hands guy, I guess, for uh, for us to have, too. So, and, oh, yeah. uh, um, the picks – no, who did you have, Matt, and who did you have first? I had Kelly. Yeah, Kelly and – I had Steve Silk. Yeah, had Steve Silk. That's right. You went with the uh, – With the trash house. If I had picked Brad Tuttle on my sheet – Like I you w- said you were going to. Yep. I would have won this whole thing. If you would have listened to this podcast and went listened to my picks last week, you would have won this. You would have won this pool. But you went with Mike Buse because he qualified on Friday. No, well, yeah, part of the reason. Okay, <laughs> is that it? Part of the reason. Okay, because yes, I did have qualifying knowledge of what he did, which was an average cycle for him, but he felt good. No, not even knowing what he did, but knowing that he finished this, the qualifiers, what I meant. That he this, actually played all five courses. Yeah, that, that's why you weren't going to pick up. This, this started two days ago before that. That's, okay? that's a thing. Yeah, uh, this started when he comes to me and tells me, goes, do you know, I, I, I stayed in a hotel this all week. I didn't go to my house because all the distractions there. And if you any want to, Mike has a lot of distractions at his house. So it was good for him to stay in a hotel. He was like, come play this tournament. And... Uh, a lot more emphatically than the way he did it in Florida. Okay. Where he was basically telling me, Gino, I'm playing this tournament. And then he was, he was done by the third qualifying round and, you know, was <laughs> up by six o'clock at night. This, <laughs> it, it, this, he, you know, he stayed around. It just, you know, when it came time to match play, it just wasn't there for him. Uh, but yeah, I picked Mike Muse instead. He talked me into it because it, it given all things down. Um, 
when Mike Muse is at his best, he's as good as any player in this group. And I've seen him play for a number of years now. Uh, yeah, his, uh, his qualifying line was solid, you know, 27, 24, 22, 24, 24. So, I mean, he was steady. Yeah, and those yeah. are scores that can win you some matches in purple, especially. And he was yeah. only two behind the guy you're talking about here, yeah. uh, uh, Brad Tuttle. Yeah, he's only two behind him and had more points than, than Brad did. So yeah, those are those are close together. Yeah. So I can't uh, for you, but yeah, hindsight's always 20 20. I don't, I wouldn't rub it too bad there. Other than yeah. you picked him a week before the thing started. Yeah, my problem my problem is yourself. my problem is on the next time because when we do this before Dallas, is I, I have to disguise some things now. Like, I mean, you guys can't know my magic anymore. I have to, you know, sure. I, uh, I have to kind of I'll have, I'll play my actual one myself, and then I may give you guys one for show. Now, because I'm just this good at this now. Well, see so. where your allegiances lie, whether it's to the pod <laughs> or to the win. As long as you put your name on it, that's all that matters. Yeah, as long as I do. You're yeah. Out <laughs> uh, Brandon Slice, uh, Group 8, Brandon Slice, James Mulkey, Joanna Cruz, Laura Manso, Steve Laskowski, Tim Boyer. And I should have – when we were doing winners, and let me, let me throw this out here real quick because – a lot of people played better than the what they thought they we thought they would play. They thought they would play. Tim Boyer, I think he he said his qualifier was like 20, 25 strokes better than his best one ever. Yeah, that, yeah. I'll find it. Keep talking. I'll find it. Yeah, yeah. Tim Boyer for him, and he qualified for purple. He was not in that pink. He, uh, mm -hmm. he for a Golden Tee tournament, he had his best qualifier he ever had did not work um, on match play on sunday listen to this one gino listen are you ready for this oh it's here. 26 27 oh, 24 holy shit 26 19 Poor missed guy. it by nine not so yeah heavy, actually. he was rolling pretty darn good there. Uh, go go on that website and look at any other qualifier that Ooh, tim yeah. Boyer's ever had it's not it's not close to that as good so uh, and that, after after we made those picks, he, yeah. he sent me a message. He says, hey, I'm going to try to do you guys proud on that one. So, hey, congrats, Tim, man. You, you did. You did us proud. Yeah. Uh, I had uh, – I went with uh, Joanna Cruz, I think. So, did Bernsey and uh, – mm -hmm. yeah, you, and you went with Tim. The yep. – uh, I just uh, on the couple of these guys, because I knew Brandon was a guy that also came off the couch into this tournament hadn't played in like three months uh steve you know he, he's a he's an okay player he just kind of enjoys the company and enjoys it. he's come to a lot of tournaments and he, he loves hanging out with us it's like a vacation um let me talk james mulkey for a second because this was uh you I, I would, sandbagging son of a bitch you would say sandbagging <laughs> it, it just no he it, it, i don't know if he took it to heart he you know he was laughing about it. he said he he he, he he let his wife listen to the podcast, and oh, once, no. we, once we said that, she just started dying laughing. Errol <laughs> Rayner's wife did the same thing. James well, comes if in. If you go back and listen to it, Gino, it wasn't like we uh, we came across James like, oh yeah, decent player, but it's his birthday. There there wasn't any no, that edging no, or anything. It was like, nope, no, never not, a freaking chance. Not, not, not going to happen it. next. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't even a thought and none of us was none of us fought back on that one either because we all thought the same exact thing right so he uh they got in friday it was just him and daryl this year uh he came in and uh he was telling me about the pot and everything and he was starting to play golden tea a little bit they were having fun but he wasn't this I, hardcore just let's get stupid guy the raiders weren't playing on sunday so the stress of that wasn't on his mind um 
And he did what he wanted to do in the qualifier, which is shoot every single round better than 20 under, uh, at, which is, I think, is what he did or came close to doing. And he, uh, yeah, got some good draws on Sunday and was able to pull off two wins, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know. He was pretty sober on Sunday, too. Uh, well, I didn't see. I, like I said, I left around, uh, I think it was around 1030. I left on uh, Sunday night. Um, I'm, I'm just talking about like during, during the day, you know, usually, yeah. you know, but, but he was sitting by me calling the matches and mm-hmm. it was funny. He was giving me a hard time because I'm, I'm sitting there with whoever I was calling with and I'm on my phone. He's like, well, look at you over there on your phone. I'm like, Hey, I'm doing PEGT research over here, man. <laughs> you know, I, I had the, you know, the wins and loss record, you know, between the players and stuff, but yeah, he, he was just chilling, you know, just uh, watching the matches and just kind of soaking it all in. Yeah, no, he was uh, I, Sunday night. He might have gotten a little stupid. It wouldn't have surprised me uh, next year because uh, we've deemed the, Sunday night uh, the time for that. Yes, well, it, and uh, so if you'd have picked James Mulkey, you know, you would have you would have won the group. I don't know how many people did. So, um, yeah. well, after our rousing uh, uh, recommendation on him, I'm going to guess we probably drug the numbers down a little bit on him too. Yeah, because <laughs> if you did see Steve's. Uh, uh posted sheet of all the results and stuff like that and i did have that you know i kind of have that stats page in there where we you can see uh how popular each pick was yeah uh, it, it kind of follows along with what uh people are listening gino we gotta we all three of us gotta you know i i don't think that we're we're winging yeah. this by any means but we got to remember that we're we're shaping the minds of young fantasy betters everywhere we're like matthew berry of golden tea <laughs> yeah no uh, we're, we're giving we're handicapping this field for people and uh you know and, and i i came more prepared last time you know I'll, I'll be even more prepared for the next one you know gino yeah. you know, or i can't remember who it was was throwing out win-loss records and stuff you know so you know i spent some time doing a little bit of research and just kind of seeing and and you know every tournament that happens we have that many more numbers to compare so looking forward to the next one mm-hmm. um, and and we mentioned that i well i mentioned this beforehand so you and you did a little bit too steve right you, so so steve's in the background kind of throwing little jabs at us a little bit for, for some of the stuff we said in our predictions. And that's cool. Uh, no big deal, but I will be anxious to see what this Texas sheet looks like as far as the names and the groupings. Cause I got a feeling um, that there's a little bit of a, of a side play here, uh, which is Mr. Sobel versus the three of us. I have a feeling that there's a little bit of that starting to develop and I'm, I'm cool with that. I am okay with that. Let's yeah. game on. Let's do it. Yeah. Bring it, Steve. Yeah. I'm good with that. <laughs> I'm good with that. Uh, you know, he's still, I, he, he's Jones and I guess to be on this podcast. Uh, I, I, I wanted to wait till December and uh, well, just kind of give the state of the tour, a little history of the tour. I may have brought some equipment, uh, equipment with me to Texas, you know, and maybe do a, a live podcast, which I haven't done yet. All this has been via Zoom. Um, so, but, you know, he's. Well, uh, well, maybe you could talk to, to Steve before the tournament and he can help promote it since no it probably won't yeah no i mean uh, yeah at some point they might you know they, they don't want to you know promote the class or anything like that you know that's not important but uh you know they did send and by the way did y'all hear i i, I unless can you shed some more light on this if you know bernsey because it sent us 500 i think is what how many there were of those 2019 world championship cups like those souvenirs there's like 500 of them in a the box. And I'm like, I, the, I, how many of these did you guys have made? I mean, it's incredible. 
And then all of a sudden on Sunday, we were looking for the box of cups and we could not find them. There you go. And so I, I heard I about that. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I've had nothing to do with it, obviously, because I was too busy playing matches. Not totally kidding about the matches part and the cups part, actually. But no, I, I heard about that later on. I, I had no idea. Did the name come out? Who was it? I have no idea. Somebody put it on Facebook. No, I, uh, well, I, I put on there, it's like whoever, and Russ responded, goes, I know what happened to the cups. And that was innocuous. I mean, I, I didn't know, you know, what he was. If he knew and I didn't get any explanation. Maybe ended up in a dumpster somewhere. It might have. I don't know. I mean, just I thought a name got put up, but now I can't remember who it was. Yeah, I don't know. I got let known Sunday night that's like, bro, we might need those cups. You know, we're running out or something like that. And I'm like, all right, well, let's find them. Could not <laughs> find them. And by the way, also I had to spend a bunch of time trying to find some of Richard King's equipment he left around in that place. Uh <laughs> From last year? Yeah, uh, yeah, or the last couple of years he's been here. I mean, he had a whole a big light stand and stuff like that. It's in the closet. He's telling Richard's trying to tell me where it's at, and I'm like, bro, it's not in here. And, and, and real quick, but when we're talking about equipment and stuff like that, um, shout out to Russ. A lot of people, Russ Layton, that is, you know, we always try to give him a little credit because they don't um, realize what they just see him sitting around all weekend. Well, he's sitting around all weekend because he's busting his ass before he get there. And we're busting our asses when you guys leave. But the one thing he had to do specifically this weekend was run a lot of Cat 5 because in that back room, the wireless service for Sprint wasn't really working very well. Um, and he did a, a lot of taping on the ground. Wires ran everywhere. So uh, shout out to Russ Slayton for making sure the games were online and working for the whole weekend. That was, uh, yeah, one thing. When we got there Thursday, I think there were about five machines that uh, could not get online. And uh, so it's amazing to me once those machines get off that truck and for the first day they have a whole bunch of issues. And by the time Friday, Saturday and Sunday get around, you know, just about everything's about money. I mean, everything's good to go. Uh, always amazes me how that works. But uh, yeah, yeah. Shout yeah, big time. Russ Layden, who had to do a little bit of extra work for this one. Uh, big thanks to that. So, um, we got Dallas coming up. Our, our all, I know Bernsey is not expected to be there. Matt, Van Hoot, Matt, 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 my ticket is booked as well. I will, uh, I will be there. I'm getting there. Hopefully, Southwest still has pilots in December. Yeah, we'll see. If that, <laughs> thank God I'm flying Delta. Um, Going to Dallas Love. I got my my boy Sugar Shane. He's picking me up and uh, gonna go go have some lunch that day and uh, get ready. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get down there. I'm gonna sleep in Bernsey's bed. Oh yeah, and you know it really does suck, guys. You know because I've been looking forward to this all all year. I've been going to a lot of tournaments and and taking advantage of my flexible schedule. And you know, um, no more flexible schedule. You know, it's a <laughs> It's a busy time of year for the post office in the middle of December, you know, so I will, um, I'll be following along, you know, but I, I will miss being there. But the good news is, is that whenever the term is get announced for next year, you know, I'll find a way to, to get there. Cause I'll be able to, you know, take some time off, you know, whenever worlds gets planned, but, but Dallas, I mean, there's, you know, Steve posted 97 people signed up. We're still two months away. Um, a little surprised by that number. I thought it'd be a little bit higher, actually, with the original post. That's only going to go up, obviously. Yeah, no, you we'll, know, we'll but, be at, uh, we'll be at two hundred by the time it comes. I mean, it, it, I think I saw, I think I saw one hundred and nine the last list I saw. So yeah, I, I agree. I, I was expecting the first release to be over one hundred, honestly, but you know, ninety seven is close enough. 
but then, but for those that are listening, keep that in mind, you know, I would be a top gun qualifier. I'm not going to be there. That's one more spot for someone to get a top, a top gun and a little gun. So as of what we know right now, I think like in the field, nobody's expect, or I'm sorry, Steve said that he is doubting that Joe Macera will attend and he's in that, mm-hmm. in that top group. Such a shame too, because he would have been a solid pick for me. I was going to go after him. He was going to be there. Uh, but so that's two, two potential spots up. Um, that's normally a, a nutrition we normally have. Uh, it's, you know, I think it's been more than that, maybe three or four or five before. Um, And then uh, also uh, Steve had posted a little bit of this is uh, some of the money distribution uh, that's going to happen for this. Um, And if you can get into that, those 64, you know, 25% of the money is now going into the little gun field. So everybody that makes a little gun and will play in that single elimination tournament well, one, have an opportunity to grab a pass to the world championship. And then you're automatically also getting at least a hundred bucks out of it. So um, this is shaping up. It's going to, I'm hoping it all works out. This is going to be a different kind of venue, uh, but you know, I'm excited for it. So, and this is more of a venue that's right up Andy Haas's alley, right? Mm-hmm. Is it- is it like a banquet center kind of place? You know, they're going to have food trucks and whatnot. Uh, it is. I know they don't have food food there, but I guess I don't know if uh, if it's a hall or if it's just a bar looked, that doesn't have a kitchen. It looked like a pool hall when I when I saw the pictures okay. of it. I mean, Legends in Keller, Texas. I mean, it was, uh, yeah, like a lot of pool tables and uh, stuff like that. And a lot, it looks like a lot of space. Uh, you know, so it's I, kind of comparable to the Orlando location there. How that? Uh, no, I, it looks bigger than that. I mean, bigger just by this one? picture. Okay. I mean, you know, you know how you know social oh, yeah. media is with pictures, but um, no, it, I mean, it looks massive. Um, and I, I'd already talked to Shane this past weekend, and yeah, it's uh, ten machines that are on reserve. You know, are that are coming to to help with the uh with this that this guy's actually pulling him out of the locations to support this tournament so uh good on whomever that's going to be so that right now rounds us to 32 machines that will uh that that will host the biggest golden tee tournament that's ever existed outside of the 08 world championship Um, is uh, is there enough room for the the mobile tournament there or no yeah yeah they're going to be there All, all the mobile guys are planning to be there um so i hope that there is uh, is, uh, is, is there room for Jordan Scott or, or is he not planning on attending? Uh, he, boy, that, that, that was a heartbreaking situation this week. Um, the, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if Jordan's coming to this or not. I don't think that he is, but, uh, yeah, I, I guess bring this up for a second. Uh, you know, Jordan Scott, who was a world championship competitor or was going to be, and, uh, now can't because of uh, the Vegas laws, you know, cannot, that won't let him in. You know, he's got to be 21 or older. I think he's, I think he's 17 he's or 18. Not 21. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, that was sad. Uh, didn't like, didn't like seeing that, you know, but also something that probably should have been saw coming. I mean, that's well, just... we kind of talked about it a couple Cast ago, I think I, I feel like I, I feel like I say this a lot. We kind of talked about it before, right? We kind of talk about a lot of things. We get a little long here, but yeah, this goes back to it's just just planning, right? If you've got your locations figured out, 
before you start your qualifying, then you can post right on there. Hey, we're going to have our world championship at beautiful blah, 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 blah in Las Vegas, Nevada. Asterisk, must be 20 or over to qualify. Done. Easy. No problem. But exactly what happened, I know this would happen just because I, you know, this isn't, they're not the only company that's ever done something like this. It's like, hey, there's one aspect of this that we're not so sure about, but we're going to get that figured out. So go with the rest of it. We'll get it figured out. It'll be okay. Except it's not. No. Your first qualifier uh, who, and one of your, one of your biggest proponents of your game is iced out now because it didn't work out. Yeah. The plan didn't get made on time. Okay, this 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 one hurts. Yeah, uh, no. I didn't. Play, I mean, I like to say I don't play much mobile, but I do know Jordan. Uh, I've, I've had the pleasure of meeting him a couple of times, and I, you know, I was super happy when he was able to qualify and went through that bracket in dominating fashion. Right, it was he was he rolled right through that thing and uh, didn't have I mean, to incredible go chip to get there too. Yeah, it doesn't have to go through the stress that somebody's like of qualifying each week, getting into the tournament trying to battle through those matches. And if you win, great. And if you don't rinse and repeat another week and, and start saying, you know, he's in, he's in East Street, right? He can just be in maintenance mode, keep his game up to par, learn the new courses when they come out. And then this anvil gets dropped on him and then, and there's nothing he can do about it. You know, it's of no fault of his own. It's nothing he did wrong. And there's nothing he can do about it. Now it sounds like they, you know, they've tried to make things right via compensation and stuff like that. And that's, that's good. Right. And I'm not going to try to get into what it, is or isn't sufficient compensation there, right? That's between uh, Jordan and IT. But I can't imagine, especially for somebody of that age group, and in, in, in today when when gaming in general is such just a huge part of our society, that having that opportunity and having that opportunity taken away uh, all within weeks of each other has just got to be gut-wrenching, and I, I feel for him. I, I got an idea. Whatever the compensation is. Put his face on the app. That'd be cool. I can yeah. I, I can entertain that. Um, I mean, they have these. You know, anybody can download the app. You don't got to be twenty one to play the game. You know, and so that's it's. You know, it sucks for him. You know, and we're, we're all by his side here. You know, there's not much anybody can really do. You know, but um, this isn't the first time this is going to happen. They need to really make an example out of this. But I think that. Uh, you know, to make things right, whatever money is involved, whatever. I don't think he really cares about that. He's what, 17, 18 years old. Yeah. You know, I mean, he could yeah, put that money aside for whatever, but who knows what his future is, you know, got a story. He's got a lot of stuff going on in his life right now. Put his damn face in the game and let people have the opportunity to play as Jordan Scott. That, that, that would, that would be an interesting tribute right there. Um, it, 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 it does feel unorganized from everything that we know about unorganized, incredible technologies. I mean, it's it's the the same things that we we we've seen for a lot of years. Um, where I I feel like so a lot of this could have been saw coming, and um, you know it, that this this probably could have been avoided. It's part for the course. Uh, yeah, unfortunate that time. Uh, yeah, that's it, very good sentiment there, uh, guys. So um, I, I let's uh, put a bow on the Carolina Clash real quick because. Uh, can't end on that note uh the uh when is it next year uh well we're <laughs> to, 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 to we go. TBD, TBD. Ahead. here we go right tbd uh the, the carolina clash number four the 2022 edition will also double as chris longino's bachelor party 
and uh and we've been playing 2021 courses yeah yeah we'll be playing the 2021 courses and for the third year in a row you're on fire today buddy Uh, yeah Zelensky (laughs) is uh gonna fire us up some more tea boxes and send us some 2018 world championship cups too while you're at it yeah yeah we'll get we'll get a few hundred more of them uh yeah he's got his world championship (laughs) shirt on Matt Van Hoosier does um comfy shirts yeah, uh, but right now it's to be determined. I, I, I had, uh, if we were to do it right now, it, Steve wanted it at September 29th, 30th, and then October 1st, 2nd. I'm trying to get it moved back um, a week, maybe even two, just because of one, if we have one small hiccup with this tournament, um, it was that other room that where the Sprint Wireless was working all that well in that room um airflow was a problem in there and it did get a little warm our high temperatures that weekend were in the mid 80s so it made that room a little warm and i i I would like to better my odds for better weather in this tournament if we move it back a couple weeks um those odds increased where we could have some 70 high 70 degree weather that's just kind of how summer to fall works around that time for us um so that's what i'm hoping for next year if it stays status quo i'm gonna have a problem uh my fiance's daughter is getting married that weekend and uh yeah we'll have to figure that out so yeah the wedding can be moved yeah the wedding can be moved. <laughs> well it's this much this much notification sure yeah yeah so uh but that, i i did i mentioned that to the powers that be and uh i'm hoping that they do consider that um I, I do want to say too chris that i was a little skeptical of the size mm-hmm. and you you were you know adamant saying that hey plenty of room it's going to be a comfortable tournament and we're, we're uh, you're ready. right man it, it, i think with the way things were and i i know that there's still more space available that 140 to 150 could have been in that building comfortable that one room was a little warm shout out to chris brewer for bringing a few extra fans you know he, he did help out the airflow a little bit fan of fans yeah um, but yeah, it was uh, part of the entire weekend of the flawlessness that happened. Um, part of that was because it, we were comfortable. Yeah. You know, it, it, it was, uh, there was plenty of room for us and uh, we could fit a few more machines in there, I think, and, and fit at least 30 to 40 more with the way the setup was. Yeah. And, and just uh, paint the picture of, yes, did, you move, did they move everything out of Callaway's? Just about everything. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It looked pretty barren. Yeah. It was. uh, And then they, like I said, all the pool tables out of the room. And uh, even when when Paige and Russ walked in and and Paige was kind of, or was like, wow, I didn't know it was this big. And I'm like, you know, it's honestly, I I forgot without the pool tables over here that, yeah, it gets kind of big. And they said we were able to store it in the next room. And uh, yeah. And so that opened up a lot of space for us to where, you know, nothing at any point ever felt cramped. That that's, right. that that nothing at any point felt really cramped. Maybe in a couple points in the other room, but in general, um, yeah, we can do bigger. We plan to do bigger next year for sure, and um, this will be a, a venture that the Muse Brothers and I continue to to work hard at to be the best tournament on tour. Which right now, I think I can confirm that we are, and I no doubt in my mind right now. So fight me on it. <laughs> 
to jump back real quick on your on your point about uh, scheduling conflicts for next uh, next year, Gino, mm -hmm. uh, I, I would recommend that you uh, try to get in touch with PEGT President Casey Mattingly. I heard he's <laughs> the man that can th make things happen for you. I'm going to see who comes to that dinner this year because uh, I you might have a I don't know somebody crazy may come along and probably take your spot. Uh, maybe Chuck Spicer or something. As you just said, fight me for it. <laughs> um, for everybody that's uh, made this possible, just uh, Billy and Mike Muse, the entire staff at Callaways that did just a fantastic job. Um, it, it was uh, it was a great tournament. It was one for the ages. It had all kinds of uh, all kinds of drama dripping on the walls, and it was uh, it was a fantastic tournament. And we can't wait to bring you the next edition of it next year. And uh, as long as uh, everybody out there keeps attending, we're going to keep doing it. So I'm already uh, looking forward to next year, Gino. Yeah. Uh, Matt, Brian, I appreciate you guys hanging out with me tonight. All right. Thanks to Matt and Brian for coming on and just sharing some of their perspective on the Carolina Clash. It was a fantastic tournament from start to finish. It was uh really a pleasure and uh can't wait to help get to bring the 2022 version of this to you guys and it should be it should be epic uh got some golden t-mobile stuff i'm doing in the next couple weeks and then uh shika shane marks is going to come on with me here in the next few weeks and he'll uh just shed some light on how it was to bring the national tournament scene back to dallas texas and uh, it was important to him to, and he's done a fantastic job just uh, bringing us back there. And I can't wait to go there in December. I'm going to be there for sure. He's going to come on this podcast and he's going to uh, do a little, do a little promoting and uh, just uh, talk about his uh, experience with it so far. So I appreciate everybody listening to me. If you've got a friend out there that you think might like this stuff, give it a share to him. And uh, I appreciate you guys iHeartRadio, the world's largest network of podcasts, is where my preferred listening platform is. But always, you can listen to this anywhere you get your podcast. Always happy. We'll see you guys soon.